Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 247 and session number 74 of Ask Scott. This is where you ask your questions and I do my best to answer them. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing it. And it's a way for me to connect with you on a weekly basis. So definitely keep them coming. All right. Now, if you want to ask a question, real simple, guys, all you have to do is head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. You can do that. There'll be a button there to leave a voicemail. Obviously, you'll need a microphone. Uh, So just leave your first name and your brief question, and I'll do my best to answer it here on an upcoming Ask Scott session. All right, so before we jump in, randomly, I just want to throw it out there. I mean, I've been working out now, consistently now, for about six weeks, and it feels amazing, by the way. Again, it kind of comes back down to that, like, right, we have to commit to something, and then it feels really good when we accomplish that thing. I think that goes hand-in-hand with just business stuff. Uh, the, the, the mental or the mind shift that it can have on us. But I have to say, you know, I'm 44 now and my body just does not react the same way. My mind still feels the same, but my body does not. I did these, uh, these kind of like side uh, weighted uh, kind of bends uh, with uh, a certain amount of weight. And man, oh man, I am feeling it today as we speak. And uh, it feels good. And, you know, it's not like a sore, like it hurts kind of thing, but it feels good that I actually worked out and did something. But man, oh man, as you get older, you know, my father wasn't kidding when he said you definitely feel different aches and pains as you get older. But it's like anything, right? I mean, you still got to push through and it kind of goes back to business or anything that we're dealing with or trying to do we're going to have obstacles. We're going to have aches and pains, right? We just got to push through. And uh, well, you guys know what I I always say, right, is uh, take action. Uh, And just like right now, I'm recording this and I just heard that the mowing uh, crew is now taking care of, there's like a little median that goes on our street or alongside our street and they decided to mow right now. And guess what? This is my scheduled time to record. So I'm just going to roll with this. Hopefully it doesn't disturb you and I don't think you'll be able to hear it with the mic that I'm using, but if you do, I'm sorry, I got to keep rolling here. So one last thing before we jump in today's first question, I wanted to give you some random thoughts. Um, I'm going to do this a little bit more often. I've been doing these on Snapchat. People seem to be really, I guess, enjoying them and uh, it just also shows that we're kind of all the same in, in a sense to where we have these certain thoughts, these certain you know, uh, demons or whatever you want to call them, right? And we have to understand that it's a mental game. I mean, we're all wired the same and we have all of these different things pulling at us and kind of doubting us and all that stuff. But the one big thing that I wanted to really say is like results build confidence. So what does that mean? Well, if you do something, okay, and you get results, okay, you will start to build confidence confidence. Now, you might say, well, Scott, what if I do something and I don't get good results? Well, that's also going to help you learn not to do that again or do something different so then you can keep moving forward. So that also leads me into my next thought, which is you can't just try something once and then give up. It's got to be multiple, multiple times. And then this way here, something will stick, right? It doesn't mean go out there and just throw out crap, but it means go out there and continually push forward and put more out there. So this way here, and I don't mean more as like 
products, but just more things. Like if you're trying to launch something, it's not going right. Don't just give up on it. Think about the next thing that you can do, or maybe you need to do it longer. Or maybe you need to do it a little bit differently, maybe a, a, a slight tweak, or maybe you turned on pay-per-click a little bit too early and, uh, and now you weren't seeing the results. But if you turn it on this week and maybe you trim back some of those keywords that weren't getting the, uh, you know, the, maybe they're getting impressions, but they weren't getting the clicks or vice versa, whatever you have to adjust, but you won't know that until you start doing and instead of just consuming, you guys have heard me say that before. Don't just consume, do, right? And the thing is, is the more that you do each day, it will increase your chances to learn and grow, okay? And again, I take it back to, you know, not just business, but in life and in, in, in fitness, right? I mean, I'm back into it, right? I feel really good. It's six weeks in. My, my nutrition is 90% dialed in. I say that because there's been a couple times I fell off a little bit. You know, I had that ice cream cone, you know, hey. You know, it's, I'm human, right? I, I've got that urge. I mean, when you have a beautiful place right near us too that makes homemade ice cream, it's really hard to resist that. But anyway, the bottom line is, is again, just and I'll, I'll sum this up so we can kind of move into today's questions. This is a little bit of a pre-rant. Um, it's just bottom line is we have to take action. So hashtag take action, everyone, right? Take action and get results. And those results don't necessarily mean that they're going to always be positive. They're going to be at least results that you can measure the success or the failures and then learn and then continue to grow. All right. So there it is. There's my thoughts and uh, hopefully that's helped you. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking anyway. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to today's first question and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. My name is Charles. I've learned so much from your podcast. I recommend it to all my friends who ask, how do I sell on Amazon? My question is regarding Amazon pay-per-click. Number one, how do I get to page one using Amazon pay-per-click? And number two, how do I track how long I stay on page one based on the amount I'm spending on pay-per-click's daily budget and keyword bid? Thank you very much for all of your hard work. Hey, Charles, thanks so much for the question. Uh, man, I got to say, though, I'm glad you're my friend because uh, your your voice could make someone you know, intimidated. You're, you're a strong man. I can tell. Uh, no, anyway, thanks for the question. And, uh, man, it sounds like you do have that tone where, you know what, you're just going to make it happen. And I love it. Um, so, okay. To answer your question, and it's a great question and there's not really, I can't give you an exact formula for that. I don't think any of us can. Um, but what I can do is kind of give you what I would uh, do or how I would approach this. All right. If you're trying to go after a certain keyword again, and we're always focusing on that one keyword, right? First off, I would say, don't just focus on the one keyword, especially in the beginning, the beginning, it's really about trying to get yourself indexed and found for multiple, multiple keywords. That's that to me is the easier path versus just going after page one for stainless steel garlic press. If that's the case, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit frustrating in the beginning, depending on how competitive your market is. But I would do exactly what I've said in the past. I would do a standard launch where I would go ahead and and start to do a small giveaway. So this way I can start to get some reviews coming in because if I start doing reviews and I start and and I um, and I start running pay per click. I need those reviews to start coming in so this way here my conversion rate will be up because if I get traffic to my listing but I don't get sales on through the, through that keyword that's going to negatively affect my rankings as well. So 
in the beginning, I don't necessarily think that the very first part of that launch is going to be about ranking. It's going to be about getting the momentum going, number one. Number two, starting to get indexed for a bunch of different keywords. And number three, to start getting in the reviews. And then once you you dial up the pay-per-click, then it's going to help you convert into a sale. And if that happens, then you can start ranking. Now, as far as tracking it goes, there are different services out there that allow you to track it. Uh, One of them that I hear a lot about and I do use um, is AMZ Tracker. I do have that one. I don't use it that often I got to be honest with you because again it's kind of like one of those things like yes if you want to go after that one keyword then you're going to want a tracking software so you don't have to keep going and looking every single day to kind of see where you are but for the most part it's kind of like again you know the handful of keywords that you want to go after go after those but then it's really about casting the net even wider and then what I like to do is I like to run a keyword scrape on my own listing and see how I did or how I'm doing as far as getting indexed for. So for those of you that don't know um, kind of how that works, like just say, for example, I went over to uh, Keyword Inspector. Um, if you guys are not familiar with that, you guys can check out my resource page, uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. Go down to Keyword uh, Research and you'll find that there. Um, it's on a credit system, so you'll buy a few credits. They're not that expensive. Um, if you go through my affiliate link there, you will get, I believe, a discount or extra credits. You get something um, additional uh, for going through my link and you'll buy me a cup of coffee which I have right in front of me right here, and I appreciate that coffee, by the way, but it's a great tool for for being able to see exactly, not just your competitors, which it's useful for that as well, but it's really cool because now what I can do is, let's say right now your listing is only three weeks old. I would run a scrape on your listing like right now, okay, and then I would take and I would save that, uh, that data, okay, and then four weeks from now, I would do the same exact thing, and I would run another scrape, and I would see then how many additional keywords I'm being indexed for. The other cool thing about using that tool is it also allows me to see what position I am ranked for for those keywords. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm getting sales necessarily through those keywords, but it means that I'm being indexed, and it means that I'm um, ranked in certain positions, so this way here, I can see at a glance all of the keywords I'm indexed for, so I know which ones Amazon is picking up for for me, and then I'm also seeing I'm ranking position number four on page one for stainless steel long-handled garlic press, right? And that's going to give me some some intelligence about my own listing, and I can see how well I'm doing by running my pay-per-click or running any other additional promos. I'm able to see how my ranking is being affected. Um, So that, to me is something that I do and I would advise anyone to do because it will allow you to see your listing at a glance uh, of what you're being indexed for. And when you're being indexed for, it also helps you when you're running your pay-per-click because if you're trying to target a keyword that you're not being indexed for, Amazon could have a problem with that because you're you're not uh, relevant and they want you to be relevant. Um, so that's what I would do. Again, uh, you can check that out by heading over to my resources page and check out the Keyword Inspector tool. Uh, definitely, um, I use it. it, it it's, a, it's a cool little tool, and uh, it definitely gives you some intelligence. You can also take it a step further and see how your competitors are ranking and how they're indexed and how many more keywords they're being indexed for than you, and that might give you more intelligence for running more ca- uh, pay-per-click campaigns. I've done that too where I'll scrape a listing, I'll take those keywords, I'll dump them into a Amazon pay-per-click campaign, and then I'll start driving uh, you know, uh, money 
towards those or, you know, ad spend towards those and I'll see how they do for me for getting impressions and, and all that. And then again, we're just trying to widen the net of all of the different, you know, long tail, uh, keywords that we can rank for because the more that we can rank for and the more that we can get indexed, the better chance we have of being picked up by random ones, not just going after what everyone else is going after. If that makes sense, hopefully that makes sense. Okay. Um, so again, thank you so much for the question. Hopefully this has been helpful again. I think too, I want to just stress this. A lot of us are impatient in the beginning, especially we want to get rankings like day one or week one. Um, it doesn't happen like that. You know, right? it takes some time. So, um, be patient with it, but be persistent with it as well. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to another question, and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. My name is Eldar, and uh, I want to say thank you for running this amazing podcast. And I do have some questions for you. With variation listing, let's say I have two-pack and four-pack. If I ran out of stock with four-pack and I still got the two-pack inventory, will it hurt my BSR rating? And second question, for the first-time shipment, would you highly recommend to ship it to your home address instead of shipping it directly to Amazon? Or should I just hire an inspection service? If you recommend inspection instead, which service should I use? And by the way, sorry for my broken English. Thank you. Hey, Elder, thank you so much for the question, man. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you being a listener as well and all the kind words. It really does fire me up to keep doing this podcast. Um, all of you listening, that uh, that sending your questions or emails or anything, it really does mean a lot. Or, hey, iTunes reviews, too. Uh, all of you guys are, uh, are amazing, and it keeps me fired up uh, to keep doing the podcast, really. So uh, thank you, and keep them coming. All right, so let's answer these couple of questions. I probably already touched on these before, but I'm going to go ahead and answer them again because I think it it's worth repeating, all right? So the first thing is with a variation, okay, depending on the category, and it does depend on categories, okay? Some categories, you can have four variations on a listing, okay, on a parent listing, and each one of those variations is a different BSR, Okay. You may also be in a category that you have four variations and everything is housed underneath the parent, which so is the other, but it's only giving you one BSR, whether that's the red version, the black version, the white version, or the blue version. It's just, you don't know, okay? So the only way to really know, even if you're looking at competition to see which one is their best seller out of those variations, if you don't have a BSR to go by, is you're going to want to see which one is showing up in the search. So that would be a way to figure that out. But I know that wasn't really your question. What your question was is, if I run out of inventory of my four pack, but I still have the two pack, will my BSR, um, you know, go up or down? And the, the answer is, it depends because it depends on the category. But what I would say is if you have a good selling product that's a variation and your other one isn't that you run out of, whether it's individually tracked or if it's a whole, it's still going to affect where you rank because overall it's going to go uh, up or down. However, however you want to, some people say, well, you have better ranking means up or better ranking means down. It means that it's a worse BSR. Let's say that. Okay. So I would say you don't want to run out of inventory of one of your better selling items because that will negatively affect your listing. Okay. So it wouldn't matter if you didn't run out of the two pack, if the two pack doesn't sell, does that make sense? 
Hopefully it does, all right? And I'm, I'm pretending like we're actually across the table from each other and you just nodded and you go, yeah, yes, yeah, Scott, that makes total sense. Uh, it's just the way I like to, to roll here, guys. I like to pretend like we are actually sitting across the table having that coffee. Uh, so that would be the answer to that question. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that's helpful. Uh, the key here is try not to run out of inventory. That'd be my best recommendation. But if you do, you do. The other thing is, let's talk about that real quick, though, because I think this also uh, is worth repeating. If you run out, if you're starting to run out of inventory, and I've actually talked about this in the past, where I might slightly raise my price to slow it down. The problem with that, if you do it too much, if you raise it too much and you slow your sales down to where you were doing ten a day and now you're only doing one a day, your conversion is less. So that could negatively affect your your uh, ranking once you get back in stock because Amazon pretty much looks at where you were when you when you uh, sold out of all your inventory so just keep that in mind as well so I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the side now of I'll raise the price a little bit maybe to slow them down just a touch but not enough to where it's going to make my inventory um, look or make my inventory stay in stock so much that my inventory or that my ranking, man, I can't get this out, where my ranking suffers because of that. I'd rather just go out of stock with selling a bunch a day and then get back in stock and then come back in at where I where I left off kind of thing. Um, so hopefully that helps. Now, the second part of that question is really about like, should you have it shipped to your home or your home office or should you ship directly into Amazon? And there's a couple different thoughts here. Number one, if you are international and you are shipping to your, your home country and then shipping back, that's going to be not really a smart move. So in that case, I would say hire a third-party inspection company. The one that I've been recommending that a lot of my students have been using is topwininspections.com. Um, and that can be found at the resources page as well, theamazingseller.com forward slash resources, and you should find a link there. Um, for inspection services, okay? So that would be uh, that would be my recommendation there. If you are in the US and you are just starting, I would I would probably have it shipped to myself, okay? So I can inspect it. So I can compare it myself with my own hands, my own eyes, and see that the sample matches up with the product that has been shipped, okay? Again, we're talking about a trust level here with our supplier, with our agent, whatever, and we want to make sure that uh, it is what they said it is, right? Um, now, the second part of that would be if you want to, is the second option here would be to do the same thing as if you were international, is just hire a third-party inspection company to do that for you before you ship it in, okay? Because just keep in mind, you are sending in all of your units to Amazon, right? And if there's a problem with them, okay, you're not going to know about it until customers start to receive it and customers start to leave negative reviews. That will be bad, okay? So in the beginning especially, we want to prevent that. And it may cost you a few extra dollars in the beginning, but understand that it's worth that little bit of expense because if not, the bigger expense will be negative reviews and all of the inventory that's in there, you have to pull out and then you're going to have to pay for that and then you're going to have to figure out how to get it back to them or maybe have them replace it, all of that stuff. So I would say in the beginning, let's be safe and let's either have it shipped directly to, to ourselves or let's go ahead and uh, hire a third-party inspection company. All right, so hopefully that's been helpful. Let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Scott Volker. 
Matt here. Hey, man, uh, I talk like I know you because I feel like I do, even though you don't know me from Adam. It's got to be weird for you, by the way, uh, as a podcaster. I apologize for that in advance. Listen, I, I've made myself a promise. The next time I had a $300 plus day, the flywheel is really starting to turn for the business. Uh, I'm up at 486 bucks for today. I'm, dude, this is a huge deal for me personally. Uh, for my sanity, I've got a full-time job. It's very a lot of responsibility. It's very stressful, and this is a great reprieve, and it's a great side thing. And now I've got a clear line of sight to a business that might just change everything. Uh, my wife has since spun up an FBA business, largely due to your inputs as well. So listen, this is a huge gift, so thank you. On behalf of, I'm sure, everyone who's listening, and certainly my family, thank you. Um, listen, I, I got to... My, I'm, I'm a little bit opposite world. My strategy has been very different. I don't do the whole fits in the shoebox, low cost, high velocity thing. Mine's oversized. It's quite expensive to me, my costs. Uh, and as a result, it's quite expensive on Amazon. And this, the stuff is heavy. Um, my main product, at least I've got several, but, uh, I need to figure out this freight forwarder deal and the logistics. I'm still shipping to my house. I believe you've done a lot of that in the past. You might still be doing it now. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts on where you're at with freight forwarding and the logistical side, the inspections. Do you do them in China? What the heck happens when it lands? Like, it's really overwhelming, even with the resources that are out there. I just started looking at it, and it's, it you know, it's a, I feel like it could work against me if I'm not extraordinarily careful, but I also know I need to do it because I can't keep up with the business. Uh, orders are coming in and exceeding my capacity for inventory. I've got to get some serious volume going uh, with with my orders. So freight forwarding and sea shipping is going to be where it's at. So listen, that's my question, man. I hope the move is going well. I'm in the Southeast as well. I'd love to, to, to buy you a cup of coffee one of these days. Thank you. Later. Hey, Matt, what's up, brother? Hey, thank you so much for the question. And also, uh, yeah, it it does feel a little uh, strange sometimes because it does feel like we kind of know each other. And then when we meet, it's even a little bit more strange because then it's kind of like you already do know uh, pretty much everything about me. So uh, let's get this started right. Put your fist up. Let's do a little fist pump. Let's go ahead and put our hand up and, and or a fist bump, I should say. Let's give a fist bump, uh, kind of like they do in baseball. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. So yeah, that was uh, that, that, that was cool to hear, by the way. And I'm, I'm so glad that uh, you had, you know, like this little metric in your head that said, you know what, once I hit like 300 a day, uh, I'm going to really say, you know what, this is validation and this, uh, this is getting me excited. And that's awesome because I think that's what we all need in anything that we do in life, right? We have to create these little metrics in our own head that say, hey, once I get to this little milestone, then it's going to prove that it works and that I should probably focus a little bit more on this and then it's going to get you more excited. And then kind of like, you know, I talked in the beginning, it's kind of like getting that confidence to then move to that next level. And you're kind of at that level where you're like, you know what? Um, I'm going to have to start, you know, like doing, you know, this, the whole sea shipping and, and shipping, you know, directly to Amazon and, and that stuff can be scary. It's another level of risk. Um, it's, it's more obstacles that you're going to have to go through. It's more things you're going to have to control and you're going to have to, you know, keep your, your eyes and ears, uh, on and open for. So, you know, all of that stuff comes into the mix, but again, it's part of the process for you, right? Because you are doing it a little bit differently. And by the way, I want to commend you on that. I think that anyone out there that has like, 
you know, the resources and I guess the little bit of risk tolerance that they want to put something up there that's a little bit more expensive, a little bit heavier, maybe oversized, your your competition will be less, okay? With that said, there's a little bit more risk too because now we have a bigger product. We have, uh, it costs a little bit more to get it here. Uh, we also uh, have the possibility of someone returning that item now and now all of a sudden we're gonna have to eat that entire cost. So there's a lot of that that goes into it but I wanna commend you because it's, it's something that I think you're seeing as a way for you to eliminate some of that competition. So for anyone out, out there that's also thinking about doing that, understand there are those risks, but there are also those rewards. And as Matt has just said, and I'm so glad that your wife is now kind of like, you know, involved in this whole thing and you guys are kind of like partners in this and it really does help when you have that, you know, that really, I guess, togetherness because when times get tough or times get good, you want people to celebrate with or people to lean on. Um, So really, really awesome stuff. My recommendation here though, Matt, would be to definitely look into a freight forwarding company. Now there's one called Flexport. I have not personally used them yet, um, but I've heard really good things about them. Um, Derek Miller, who I had on the podcast, he was episode 131. If you have not listened to that or anyone else uh, listening to this uh, Ask Scott session, definitely go check that one out. That's uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash 131. And if you guys want to, you can just go over to the show notes. All of this will be linked up there as well. So don't worry about having to write that link down. It'll be at this episode, which is theamazingseller.com forward slash 247. And you can find all the links in the show notes and the transcripts and all that stuff over um, on this particular post. So I would say definitely go listen to that. Um, I think Derek will also uh, help you out with this. If you want to contact him directly, um, he could probably direct you, uh, you know, properly. Uh, and again, he outlined it really, really easily. He does use Flexport as well, I believe. Uh, at least he did at the time of that interview. So I just talked to Greg Mercer last night, um, and uh, he was saying again he has been using Flexport now. Um, the way that it was described to me, Flexport is really like the 21st century, you know, freight forwarding. Before it was always like faxing stuff to this one and having this certain bond and then this certain uh, paperwork has to be uh, sent here and signed off and all of this stuff, right? Flexport really makes it where it's controllable inside of this one location. It's kind of like a nice, uh, unique dashboard. Now, one little side note, I did also hear that they are right now only accepting certain clients. So you might want to contact them and see if they are accepting new clients and also, if not, who they would recommend maybe that you go to. Um, but that's that's the one that I would recommend I know there's been other ones in the past, but that would be the one that I would use myself. Um, and when I do end up doing freight forwarding and all of that stuff, uh, I will be looking into Flexport as well. All right, so that's going to answer that question. Matt, once again, thank you so much. And keep me posted on your success, man. It sounds like you're doing amazing. So definitely uh, keep me posted. And uh, yeah, let's uh, jump up right now and do some high fives. I mean, really some big high fives, man. You're doing awesome. All right, let's go ahead and listen to one more question quick question. I'll give you my answer and then we'll wrap this baby up. What do you say? Hey, how you doing, Scott? Well, I got a question. Since my English is not my first language, uh, I'm Spanish. Um, I really need a, a real good copywriter since, uh, like I said, my English is not so good. So 
my copy is not uh, as best as, as best as I can. Uh, I try many, 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 many copywriters, but it seems like an impossible uh, road to succeed here. Uh, I, it's an impossibility that you can recommend me a, a good copywriter for uh, for all leasing. I really need that. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for the question. And uh, before I answer that question, though, real quick, I was looking at your name. You didn't say your name, so I don't even know how to pronounce it. But the funny thing is, is I looked at your name and I tried to think about how it would sound. And I asked my wife, I'm like, how would you pronounce this name? And so then she went to our friend Google and uh, she looked it up. And the way that it sounds like I should say your name is Jordi. Right? Like, so it's J O R D I. And then my wife's like, no, 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 it's not like that. You have to say it like, your day, your day. So, so we had a little fun with that. She was laughing at me when we were, uh, when we were discussing this. But, uh, I wanted to make sure that I gave it a good, you know, a good effort here. So I think it's your day. Uh, so, uh, your day. Thank you so much for the question. And, uh, hopefully I pronounced it correctly. And uh, as you can see, that my, uh, pronunciation of names is not that good um, either. So uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, this is actually a pretty good question because you know if I'm not from uh, you know a certain country and my language is not that language, but I'm going to be selling on that platform. I want to make sure that my slang or my language right is the same as that you know, that country, right? Or that language, right? Because if not, it's, it's going to shine through as though I'm trying to speak to those people as those people, but I'm really not those people, if that makes sense. So I think it's really important and you bring up a really good point because you want to definitely have that stuff in line. Okay. My, my, Advice on this would be definitely hire someone, you know, you wouldn't want to do that yourself. Um, and I would have to steer you toward, towards my, my good friend, Karen Faxton. Uh, you know, she has books and stuff that, and she's been on the podcast three times. Um, I would say if you didn't want to hire her and her services, then maybe just, uh, you know, purchase one of her books or one of her guides or even just read her blog and then maybe give that to someone that you're going to hire so then they can do it kind of like along those guidelines um, because you want your listing to be optimized and you do want it to be really targeting the messaging and the keywords that your product is going to support, right? So I would say first off, Anyone listening, especially that wants to, just even about listing optimization, but then copywriting and stuff, episodes 86, 155, and now 245, I would listen to those. Really, really great stuff, and she's always up uh, up to speed and, and really like on top of the terms of services and optimization stuff for Amazon listings. That's what she does um, on a day-to-day basis with, with tons of different businesses, um, and she's pretty affordable. If you wanted to hire her just like one-off and have her write your listing for you, they do the research to figure out what the messaging should be, um, keywords, um, all of that stuff, uh, so I would definitely check her out. Again, you can find uh, all of those episodes. I'll link them up in the show notes. Uh, again, if you wanted to to uh, hire her, you could. You can go to my resources page too, and there, there's a link there uh, to go through uh, that link, which is an affiliate link. But you can go through there to get more information about her services. Um, TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash resources will get you there. Um, just scroll down to where it says listing optimization, and you'll find that there. 
Uh, again, listen to those episodes, though. They're a wealth of information, and I would I would say to anyone that's talking about um, whether they're having someone else do it, have them listen to those episodes. Really, really important. Uh, so, guys, that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott, another session in the books. And, man, oh, man, I'll tell you what. I get fired up each and every week that we get a chance to do these. And as those questions keep coming in, I will continue to come back. Um, again, I want to throw this out there. If you guys have questions that just aren't you know, Amazon related, maybe just business or marketing or any of that stuff, you guys are more than welcome to submit those too. I mean, you guys know that I've been at this for a pretty, pretty long while here uh, you know, online. I've been online just about 10 years now. And it's not just been Amazon for me. I mean, this has just been something fairly new, uh, a new revenue stream, you know, but I've been online selling, uh, you know, digital products since, uh, well, I forget the year now, but it's been about nine, 10 years. So I know a little bit about marketing. I know a little bit about, uh, you know, how the ecosystem works and, and funnels and all that stuff. So if you guys have any other questions in regards to that, that you guys want me to answer on an ASCOT session more than welcome to submit them there and I'll do my best to answer them as well. I just love talking about this stuff and uh, I think if I can help you guys by getting through it or just making it easier to understand, I would love to be able to do that and help you guys out, all right? So that's it, guys. That's pretty much gonna wrap it up. Let me remind you one last time, if you want to uh, download the transcripts or check out the show notes, all the links we talked about, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 247 and you can find everything right there all right guys that's it that's gonna wrap it up officially right now and i want to remind you one last time i'm here for you i believe in you and i'm rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud take action have an awesome amazing day and i'll see you right back here on the next episode hashtag take action